Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you. Welcome to another edition of Radio Islam. This is your host, Tariq Alameen, and we are broadcasting on WCEB 1450 AM, streaming at WCEB1450.com. And, uh, oh, well, I've got to go ahead and say Ramadan Mubarak. Um, that, that opportunity is going to be soon gone. So Ramadan Mubarak once again to you. Uh, if you are new to the Radio Islam family, uh, to the listenership, we're on every day from 6 to 7 p.m. Central. We're coming to you from downtown Chicago. Uh, that's the green, red, or brown, or pink, or... Is there a purple line? Might be a purple line, too. Yes, there's a purple line, too. So if you hear that in the background, that train, that's what it is. We're just a few feet away from the elevator train. Um, but we got to tell you, you can keep up with us by following and liking our pages on social media. You will find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Radio Islam USA. And wherever you get your podcast, so you can catch up on those episodes that you have missed, you can find us on iTunes, TuneIn, Google Play, SoundCloud, all at Radio Islam USA. All right, Radio Islam family, let's get into tonight's discussion. So, we're going to be talking about uh, women entrepreneurs and with one entrepreneur in uh, particular. And I want to begin this conversation by just reading a little something to you all, just sharing it uh, with you to just kind of uh, to couch the conversation in. So globally, from 2015 to 2016, women entrepreneurship rates increased by double that of their male counterparts. Now, in the U.S., not only do women own 11.3 million, and possibly more, because this is from 2016, uh, 11.3 million businesses. It is estimated that 36% of all businesses are owned by women, an increase of 6% from 2007. Perhaps not surprisingly, according to a study by Dell, the United States ranks number one in the world in terms of providing the world's most favorable business climate for women entrepreneurs. That is, uh, I should think that we take that as very encouraging uh, and inspiring statistics, but still. We'll ask our guest about that. So our guest, I am pleased to uh, let you know we have in studio with us, Asia Fatima. She is an entrepreneur and owner-operator of the BangleEmporium.com. So you already have some homework right now. So you might, you might already be opening up your browser to see BangleEmporium.com. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullah. Thank you for being here. And um, so first, uh, tell us a little bit about... Well, since we just mentioned the site, so I guess we should just start right there. Maybe we'll work our way backwards. Uh, so tell us a bit about BangalEmporium.com. How long, when did it start, and uh, what, what's the scope of the, the, your product? So BangalEmporium.com, um, I launched it in 2006. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, gosh, it's been quite a long time since then. Mm-hmm. Um, prior to that, I actually started as an eBay seller in 2005. So for a couple months, I did that, and I saw the growth, and I wanted to have my own domain. So then I went ahead and registered, and um, I'm an Amazon Prime seller now. Very happy and proud about it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So how was the experience? um, What what drove you? What's your pathway into entrepreneurship? Um, Yeah, I'd be interested in what, What is that? So... I completed my associates, and then I didn't want to go out into the job market as such with a full-time job because I had family responsibilities. Mm -hmm. But I did want to 
participate and do something that I can call my own. So that's how I started um, with the eBay seller channel. And at that point, um, eBay was also allowing for you to open your own storefront. So I came down with a name besides just a username. I thought of a business name and I launched a storefront. Um, and it, it was so nice that it eventually it led me to opening up my own website then. Okay. So with, within Bangal Emporium, what, what are the products? Uh, is it strictly bangles? Yes, it is bangles. All okay. sizes, all colors. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, are you the, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Are you the, what is the word? The, do, you, do, do you do all the selection yes. for, for the bangles? Yes, I do. Okay, and I would imagine with so many different types of bangles, that's a pretty uh, a time-consuming pr- uh, process. It is. When you're a business owner, you're into everything um, from selecting the products to where you want to post it and finalizing on the vendors. So it's a end-all, be-all position. And even if you do have some additional help, I always end up trying to take over everything because it's like a baby for me. <laughs> so... Yeah, it's it's uh, it's all over the place. <laughs> so the word I was looking for was curator. That's the word I was looking yes. for. So you're the, you're the curator, um, mm-hmm. and in and this experience, so this has been since uh, 2006. Uh, what has, what are some of the lessons uh, that that you have learned? What are some of the things that you've, I guess, found out about uh, the business and yourself? What are some of those things? So I think on a high level, if I can just summarize the whole journey, it would be that if you commit to yourself, the paths will reveal themselves. Um, When I started the business, I had um, three kids under the age of um, five. And, um, you know, so full-time mom, uh, family responsibilities. I had my in-laws living with me. and uh, so a lot was going on. So certainly I couldn't commit myself to a full-time job. I'm like, you know, let me do something from home. Um, and I was a little hesitant, to be honest, to begin. Um, I didn't know how much I wanted to invest, if it's going to be a good investment. I may end up losing everything and just be out of money. So I started with $300 that my mom gave me as a Eid money. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> And with that 300 I invested in some, you know, how much can you buy for 300 you know, whatever <laughs> I could, and um, started there. So one thing led to another, and, you know, just like I said, the paths will reveal themselves. Right. And Amazon was a bookstore. Um, I started with Amazon in um, 2008, so it's been 10 years now with Amazon. So in 2008, Amazon was still known as the bookstore. It was a rival for Barnes and Nobles right. and the likes. So they were accepting third-party sellers, which was not uh, popular for many people. They didn't expect Amazon to be selling third-party sellers like eBay was. eBay was the king at that point. Yeah. So things moved, and there was one point I was ready to quit Amazon because I had... Um, very low sales volume. I was paying a lot of fees 
uh, to stay there and my sales weren't as great. And I'm like, I think I'm just wasting my time here. So you were doing better with eBay yes. before? Okay. Yes. eBay was doing great. Um, Etsy, eCreator, all others were doing fantastic. And Amazon was my you know, just causing me a lot of expense and not giving me the returns. Mm -hmm. So it was right around um, a little before Ramadan. Um, and I'm like, I'm calling the plugs on Amazon if in the next yeah. one month I don't see an, any improvement. Yeah. And um, it may be the will of God or, you know, it, like I said, paths just open up themselves. Mm -hmm. um, my sales started going up to the point that Amazon gets me the maximum sales now, more so than my own website does. Really? Yes. <laughs> wow. That is, uh, that is very encouraging. Yeah. yeah. So, so you transitioned away from, did you abandon eBay altogether, or did you stay on both platforms? I am still on eBay uh, oh, yeah. and a couple other different marketplaces as well. Okay. Yeah. All right. But Amazon, obviously, being the, the titan that it is, it, you know, that's where everybody wants to be. Yes. No. Yes. Okay. So what, what are some of the things that you can share with, because you say you, you are the curator, you, you, you select all the, the, the bangles, all your product. Mm -hmm. um, are, these, are these products that come from individual manufacturers or uh, do you work in lot? Is this something? I don't, I don't want to ask any proprietary uh, <laughs> secrets or anything like that, but uh, what, what's your process like? So there's no secret. I, I, I love sharing <laughs> stuff about the business. Um, um, how I actually started was um, I had reached out to a couple different vendors. Uh, mm. There's a website called uh, tradeindia.com. Mm. And through them I found some suppliers because, you know, $300 is not much to get me directly to the manufacturers. Yeah. So at that point, I reached out to suppliers, and I asked them. It was Email was still frequently used in that time, so I asked them to email me some images that I can choose from. Mm -hmm. So that was how I originally started with. But as my order size went up, I was able to directly contact manufacturers and get a better deal with them, import in bulk, yeah. and um, just you know uh, pass on the savings to my consumers and uh, and uh, also get a wider selection of variety and things like that. They were able to offer me all sizes in any colors, so a lot more than the suppliers were able to do so. So, so you yeah. Cut out, you cut out the middleman. <laughs> <laughs> That's what every business, yes. every business owner is trying to do, is trying to get straight to manufacturing. Oh, mm -hmm. Okay. How mm -hmm. long did that take you before you got to the point where you are able to establish relationships with uh, the manufacturers? One year. Really? One year, not too long, I would say. Yeah. Um, as the sales started rolling in, um, I was hesitant then again to make a big investment because mm -hmm. uh, when I started with 300, I'm like, okay, it's okay if I lose 300, it's not that bad. Right. My next order size was 1500 with the same supplier. Um, still not with the manufacturers yet. And 1500, I'm still like, okay, I made this money with, you know, selling that, so I can still risk it. But after that, my order size went up quite a bit. So, <laughs> <laughs> so like I, I can't, I don't want to lose any of this. Yes. Yeah. So there was a lot of background searching on the manufacturers and and trying to do all that. Um, and uh, Alhamdulillah, um, I have never had bad uh, 
turnouts with the manufacturers, you know, they never ditched me. You beat me to my next question. <laughs> I was going to ask if you've had any trouble. Um, so customer service, though, just in just yeah. in being able to communicate um, uh, different time zones and all of that type of thing, uh, it's you've had a really good experience. Yes, yes, for okay. sure. Yeah. Right, that's good. So what, what are some of the things that you would uh, share with uh, other women who are looking to you know what, let me let me dial it back and mm-hmm. ask the question this way. Uh, for for other women that you know, uh, and they know that you're a business owner, do they feel like they could do the same thing or do they want to? Um, yeah. So I get asked a lot of times that same question. And um, it's amazement at first for them to know that, oh, my God, you've been doing it for this long, and how do you do it? Mm-hmm. And I have four girls, you know, all the way from high school to en- entering first grade now. Wow, um, sure. My mom lives with me. You know, I've got a lot going on. So they always ask me, how do you do this? Isn't it very hard to balance, you know, family and business and everything? Mm-hmm. Um, I tell them they're thinking too much. they need to get going you know get their feet in the water and uh things will just come their way you know it's just going to happen they will find opportunities and they just need to have confidence in themselves that they can do it so just get the wheels in motion and things are just going to keep going did you ever doubt your ability to um to, to run the business and still um, and still be mom and still do everything else that you have to do uh, in life? Yeah, so there, there are times uh, when it makes you overwhelmed with things and you're like, gosh, I have so much going on. Mm-hmm. Um, in those times, your family matters a lot. You know, If you have a supportive system of family and friends and that you can rely on and just give you a few steps backwards and think, of the accomplishments that I have come all this way, um, that that would ground me then and make me think, yes, I can still do this. Yes, absolutely. And and I have to say, uh, for the listeners who may feel that that question, I would also ask the very same question to a man, um, because uh, taking on an, another job, uh, everybody, I would think, if you have family, you want to prioritize your family you don't want to just you know abandon them in search of uh you know the the bucks right so um that's a question i would ask if you were a man as well but um have you do you feel like do you feel that you have kind of set a uh, set a model uh where just the fact that you are doing what you're doing that is encouraging to others and have, have have you got that response where people are encouraged to see you doing what you're doing i have and it's uh, very satisfying to see um like many times i talk to women i give them all the tips how they can source the merchandise how they can ship it and all the other things so i have had a few different women who started their own businesses this way and they are very successful with that um one of them opened her own physical boutique um, catering to ethnic wear and uh, higher-end jewelry, fashion jewelry. And she's very successful. Um, another one um, started um, 
young girls' outfits, apparels, ethnically, that she imports and then she remarkets it here in the U.S. And she's very successful with that. So I'm very happy when I see that I mentored someone and, you know, they were able to go on their own paths and, you know, make something great out of that. Okay. So you mentioned earlier uh, a site, a website that you used initially to gain access to suppliers. Mm -hmm. Um, Aside from... I guess hardline supports, you know, uh, of that nature. Were there any social supports or um, maybe organizations that offered um, uh, mentoring, edu- educational opportunities, or anything like that that you took advantage of or were part of your own uh, success? When I started, I was not very familiar, but um, now there are. Now that, um, you know, I I know where to look and what not, there is a lot of support out there. Um, Your local town, uh, through the library, they have a lot of small business development programs being offered. Um, The city of Chicago themselves have a small business program. um, Made in Chicago, I believe, is the name of that program that they run. So there are many others similarly out there that if someone is just fresh and looking into some resources, how they can get started, uh, certainly there's a lot of support system out there that they can use. Mm. Do you um, do you frequent, do, do you ever set up shop physically, or is it all simply just through the website? Like do you do vending at, at different maybe trade shows or things like that? So originally when I started, I did that. Uh, I wanted to brand myself and um, get my products out in front of the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, ISNA's annual convention is a big one that I started out at. And um, the first time I was there, I was so amazed at the sales myself. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I counted and recounted the cash just to make <laughs> sure I was not <laughs> So Alhamdulillah for that, you know, that was an encouragement that I needed. Um, And, of course, the family support that followed. Anytime I had trade shows, I needed to leave my kids. Mm -hmm. And my sister-in-law was very nice enough to have them at her place at that time. So, yeah, support system for sure, you know. Yeah, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. So what are some of the things that you would tell um, aspiring entrepreneurs because we know one of the big things is is your own personal development, your own belief in yourself. Mm-hmm. What what are some of the things that you would tell somebody? One, two, three. These are the three things that you need to look at uh, before you get in or uh, as you begin your journey as an entrepreneur. I think the support system is the major one that I would think they would need. Um, either the immediate family are a very good um, circle of friends mm-hmm. that they can count on. That would um, it's it's just nice to brainstorm ideas with someone. You know, um, most of the time you're sitting there, you're exploring, you're researching, uh, but occasionally when you bounce an idea back and forth with your support system, it leads you to better actions. Mm-hmm. So that would be a big one that I would say. Okay, yeah. and what is the we were talking um, offline. You were talking about how uh, a lot of women, they they see entrepreneurship uh, not necessarily just as a way to make money, but I'll let you finish that statement. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are, some of, what are some of the things that you found? 
so they want to socialize um, and have that um, extra circle of friends that they see their spouses having or you know women who are working with a full-time job they see them having their additional circle of friends that they hang out with but being a stay-at-home mom and with all the other commitments they have the play dates is where they socialize and once the kids get out of that age and they're you know middle school high school then the moms are left without a social circle Mm -hmm. so more than making money it's the drive to be social that women are seeking Um, There are certainly alternatives if someone is not really a business-minded, they're not really seeking to make money, but they just want to socialize and have that extra circle. Mm -hmm. There are definitely alternatives that they can tap into. Uh, And what are some of the alternatives that that you would recommend? So some um, popular ones that um, I would highly recommend. Um, There are many volunteer opportunities, especially in the Chicagoland area, there are organizations that are doing some fantastic job. And um, I would take a couple different names, um, see if your audience is interested to check out their websites and social media. Um, Sheikh Omar Suleiman has one called Mohsin. Okay. And um, they originally started out of Chicago, mm-hmm. and they do a fantastic job. Okay. Uh, Mohsin has a partner channel with SEMA, SEMA does mental health advocacy. Yes. They are up and coming. Um, they, are, they would love to have some volunteers certainly uh, check out SEMA's website as well. Um, Sound Vision has a great crisis <laughs> hotline uh, intervention program. Um, people can take training with that, and it's, you just need to have access to a computer and... Um, know that you are making a real difference in someone's life mm-hmm. when they need to talk to somebody. Yeah. So Sound Vision is another one. Um, Ikna Relief does fantastic job. They have women's shelter. So Alhamdulillah, you know, lots of different projects going on. Just find something that you feel connected and something that drives you right. and um, just be. <laughs> yeah, you know, that sense of purpose, that is, uh, I think that's that's fundamental and something that connects all of us is everybody wants to have something that they feel like their time mm. they're spending their time in some way that that matters uh f- for and, and usually if you're spending it where it's helping somebody else you feel even better about that time so uh yeah uh, all those uh organizations you mentioned that that was great uh and we happen to be in a place where you can't go too far without <laughs> running into a volunteer opportunity so that is awesome could you also share with us a little bit because one of the things I think that is also uh, wonderful about uh, your uh, your accomplishment is that you've continued to balance all of these different uh, roles and responsibilities while cultivating a business. And one of those things is you also uh, did, did you went back to school as well. Yes, uh, that's an interesting part. <laughs> Very <laughs> fresh. Um, So after many, many years in business, um, I wanted to go back to school. Um, And then I was exploring options because I didn't want to commit for too long of a degree program. But I didn't want to see what what the new trends are and um, just, you know, learn something new. 
So I explored and I came up uh, with a certification option. Um, it's called Digital Marketing Certification. It's offered by many institutes. I got mine done with Northern Illinois in uh, DeKalb. Okay. Uh, so with today's technology, a lot of the stuff is available to you online without ever setting foot physically in a university campus. Yeah. Uh, but being the social bug that I am, <laughs> I wanted to be on campus and explore and, and interact because yeah. I feel that whenever I interact with people, I always leave with something new, something mm. that develops me as a person. So I love that social interaction. And um, the first semester, I did take it online, and I it, it was a breeze. And I'm like, oh, I can really? ace this. Okay. <laughs> so the next semester, I went on campus, and I loved it. So it was a uh, two-semester certification. Now, the difference, though, was there a difference in being uh, online and being in person for you? Because some people... Some folks don't do well online. <laughs> so. Yeah, I think that would be my husband. He always says that he can do online. Yeah. Uh, it does need structure. Um, I was able to do great, you know, but it's not for everyone. If you're not the person who can uh, plan out on yourself and make sure that you do the tasks on time, then maybe the online structure won't work for you. Right. Uh, maybe in class would be better that way. So, okay. Let's give my volume back here. Uh, so the experience overall, it was a, it felt like an enriching experience. And from the the title of the certification, it sounds like it's something that you're using immediately <laughs> for your business. Yes, that that was my thing that um, I, I should be able to use it mm -hmm. um, with the business or without the business. It should not impact it too much. So that was the reason I decided to go with that um, because the digital marketing certification, they teach you uh, data mining um, with softwares like Tableau. Um, our dean uh, made it a point that everyone graduates Google certified. He mandated that we take the certification close, um, certification of Google before we could graduate the class. So that was a great addition. Uh, with that Google certification yes please tell me a little bit a little bit more about this because um, when I think about Google I just think of putting in a query putting in a search and that's it yes so <laughs> what does it mean there's obviously much more to it yes certainly and you do not need to go uh, to an actual university to get that certification Google has it for free Oh, really? Yes. So okay. Google has their own university online for free that um, you can learn. They have classes and courses and modules. Everything that will teach you how to set up a right search. Mm. So people are making money just being at home, um, working as an independent contractor for small businesses and taking care of their Internet needs, setting up their search campaigns. And you can learn all of this for free online. Wow. Wow. Okay. I just, that was like a, one of those nuggets. That was a gem right there. Yeah, had no, no idea. Okay. Time to step our search game up. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, and, and lastly, I want to ask you, um, we talked about uh, the social interaction. Uh, is this something, do you have any plans to do anything else uh, and, and, and as far as uh, education is concerned? And because it seems like you picked something that was very much, you know, relative to, you know, a, a business, do you see any other tools that you might want to go back for? 
um, in, in the future? So right now I'm happy with the <laughs> digital marketing certification. Uh, I do not plan to pursue any other certification that, at this point. Mm -hmm. But a great thing that happened, another path unveiled itself when I was at NIU. Okay. Uh, they had a job fair. And um, I really was not looking for a job, but I have never been to a job fair. Okay. <laughs> So I thought, why not go see how things are at a job fair? So I carried some resumes with me and, you know, just talked to a few people. Mm -hmm. And uh, I landed up in summer internship uh, with a company called Data Logics right here in Chicago. Wow. And they I'm were looking for a research market intern uh, because they do trade shows and they needed competition insights. So they saw my resume, how I have trade background and how I looked up merchandise and manufacturers and everything. So I was, they tell me, amongst uh, a couple hundred different applicants, I was one of the three that they picked. They needed three for the Mashallah. internship. Wow. That is wonderful. So you just walked into a job. I did. Alhamdulillah. Well, Sister Asia, it has been a pleasure talking to you. Um, and we wish you much more uh, continued success in, in all your uh, endeavors. And the site is bangalemporium.com. Um, are you also, do you, do you have an Instagram page as well for? Uh, no, I, I'm not much on Instagram, but we do have Facebook. Mm -hmm. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it's under the same name, bangalemporium.com. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, we thank you very much for taking the time to talk with us. Oh, thank you for having me. All right. All right, Read Islam family. Um, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to get into the uh, jobs report. And we got a few really good tips for you to close out this month of Ramadan. This is uh, Radio Slam on WCEB. We'll be right back. Community Network, with offices nationwide, serves its Chicago area clients from its Northside location, located at 5439 North Broadway. They provide housing, social services, education, basic human needs, and food security. The Syrian Community Network has Arabic-speaking staff and is a partner organization of the Illinois Coalition for Immigrant and Refugee Rights. You can get more info by calling area code 872-806-0141. That's area code 872-806-0141 or by visiting their website at syriancommunitynetwork.org. In the streets below, traffic had stopped. Pedestrians were lying on sidewalks and curled up in doorways. There was no sign of violence, no wrecks, nothing like that. It was as if the people in New York had simply decided to stop whatever they were doing and pass out. Ice coated my stomach. The invasion has started. To find out what happens next, read Percy Jackson and the Olympians by Rick Reardon. Explore new worlds and check out more cool books at your local library. And visit read.gov. Brought to you by the Library of Congress and the Ad Council. A boy born in Joplin, Missouri was fascinated by anything with wheels and a motor. The odds of him going on to fascinate millions with his talent, one in 260,000. The odds of him having 15 career NASCAR victories, one in 1.7 million. The odds of a child being diagnosed with autism, 
one in 88. I'm Jamie McMurray, and my niece has autism. Learn more at autismspeaks.org slash signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. My name is Sue Smith. I'm 38, and I work at a graphic design company. And the teenage me would tell you, I wouldn't be into drawing and art if it wasn't for Big Brother's Big Sisters. My big sister showed me early on that I could do anything. And to the young me, that meant a lot. My big sister's name is Sheila, and Sheila is the reason that this 8-year-old grows up to have an amazing job as a graphic designer. Whether you donate money or time, you're helping Big Brother's Big Sisters help a child. Start something today at BigBrothersBigSisters.org. Brought to you by Big Brother's Big Sisters and the Ad Council. Radio Islam, the nation's first daily live call-in talk radio show produced by Muslims for the mainstream market. Radio Islam, on the air since 2004 because of your generosity. Radio Islam salutes its most valuable asset, you, our listener. From our producers to our interns, we appreciate your support. Thank you. نسألك يا من هو الله الذي لا إله إلا هو الرحمن الرحيم الملك القدوس سلام المؤمن المهيمن العزيز الجبار. Happy Ramadan and Ramadan Mubarak. Radio Islam is pleased to bring you blessed days. Blessed Names, with the late Amina Asilmi, Alayyarhamha. Al-Mughni, the Enricher. Allah is the Enricher. He gives great value and importance, but He gives the true riches, knowledge and faith. Those are the greatest riches that we could have, that and our companions for here and hereafter, the companions who also have knowledge and faith. Allah says, I will not change the lot of those who do not change it themselves. And yet he provides us with every means in order to change ourselves and to improve our lot, to understand what our role in this great picture is. Allah is the enricher. Some people think of rich only in terms of money. But there are other ways of being rich that are much more. The most beautiful of the riches is the richness in the knowledge of Allah's love, the richness in the closeness to Allah, the richness in knowledge and understanding of Quran and Sunnah. There's a richness in love and appreciation of life, a richness in friends, a richness in people who love you and people whom you are free to love. Allah enriches and he enriches according to your capacity. Don't close your mind or your heart and allow Allah to enrich you in the way that he chooses, for he chooses the best of ways, the ways that are most beneficial to you. The gain of material things does not necessarily do you good here or in the hereafter, but the gain of the spiritual always does good. Don't misunderstand because gaining material wealth is also very important, and in that Allah enriches us as well. The material wealth is very important so that we are able to see to the needs of others and to our own needs and the needs of our family. We were never meant to be a nation of beggars, 
We are meant to be a nation of providers. We work hard for what we get, but we work in the right way so that what we obtain does indeed enrich us. And then we can use that which we have to help lift our brothers and sisters and to ease the situations of the many who suffer. Allah is the enricher, but when he teaches in the Quran and Sunnah, you see, he teaches us that we have a responsibility also to enrich the lives of others, enrich them with our presence, enrich them with our love, enrich them with our mercy, enrich them with knowledge of Quran and Sunnah, and ease their financial situations, ease their emotional straits. We too have a role as enricher for our brothers and sisters. And the more we enrich, the more he will enrich. صلي يا ربنا على حبيبنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم. That was the late Amina Asilmi with her reflections on Allah's 99 names. May God have mercy on her soul. All right, Radio Islam family. Especially those of you in the Chicagoland area. Uh, this is your host, Tariq El As you know, each week we touch base with our friends over at the Chicago Urban League, uh, specifically employment specialist extraordinaire Kimberly S. Pearson. And she joins us to give us the rundown, the lowdown on what jobs are available. So uh, before we get started, I remind you, as always, if you're looking, that's great. But if you're not looking, you probably know someone who is. So make sure that you share. Kim? Yes, I'm here. Okay, so what is going on this week? Yeah, so I am excited. Uh, I'm going to start off with talking about our upcoming job fair. And that is the highlights of the year for workforce development here at Chicago Urban League. And it's an event that I've been working tirelessly on. Uh, it is going to be on Wednesday, June 20th at the UIC Forum. And this job fair is called the Citywide Job Fair. It is every year we are getting bigger. So this year we are looking to have almost 100 employers under the roof. Uh, we're looking uh, to see last year we had almost 3,000 participants show up. We're looking to double that number uh, as we are with the employers. And if you're looking for employment at a Fortune 500, if you're looking to work for a small business, if you're looking to work anywhere in between and in any industry, there will be employers on site that you can talk to, connect with, network with, uh, leave your resume with in some instances, and really, really just it's going to help boost your job search. There are companies that's going to be at this event that even I'm not familiar with that are interested in breaking into uh, here in the Chicagoland area, looking to diversify their workforce. So if you're looking for employment or anyone you know looking for employment, this is where you need to be. It is Wednesday, again, June 20th. Uh, it's going to start at 10 a.m. We'll run until about 2 p.m. at the Chicago, I'm sorry, at the UIC Forum. In preparation for the job fair, a lot of people don't like attending job fairs because they're not sure about what to say or how to approach an employer, how to network well. Every uh, year before the job fair, and we're doing it again this year, we have our empowerment 
to Employment Workshop Series. Those will be on Monday, June 18th, as well as Tuesday, June 19th. Those will be here at the Urban League. We'll have six different sessions, six different topics, uh, featuring six different employers. I'm still finalizing, but we've got presentations from Ernest Young. We've got presentations from Verizon. We'll have presentations from Accenture. We're going to do a, a resume boot camp. Uh, Job Case, our primary sponsor for the entire affair. We're going to have J.P. Morgan Chase. All of these employers will be here, and they will be giving great tips, feedback, advice on how to be successful in your job search, how to be successful at a job fair, things to do to prep yourself to really move to the next level. You can register for the job fair online, and you can also give us a call. We'll give you the link. Uh, you can shoot us an email at wfdevents at the Chicago Urban League. Org. And Tariq, I'm going to send all that information over to you. Also here in the office, we have our job readiness class called Success Strategies. It's a five- or ten-day class. It's a few hours each day uh, where you will get all the tools you need. This is like if you are trying to really, really be intentional in your job search and land lucrative employment opportunities, I suggest this class for anybody at any stage of the career search or any stage in your uh, career lifespan. So this is for people fresh out of college all the way to seasoned working professionals. There's something you can get out of our job readiness program. We have a pre-apprenticeship assistance program that we're partnered up with Access United for. This is helping individuals get the resources and tools that they'll need to uh, get entered into a uh, U.S. Department of Labor recognized union. A lot of individuals want to get in a union and not really sure how to go about doing that. If you come in, you can talk to the program manager uh, for that piece. She loves new people coming through the door. She can put you through the intake process and get you started to possibly joining a union. This is definitely a good first step if that's the avenue you want to take. For individuals that's interested in going into information technology, IT, uh, we have a wonderful urban tech jobs program here at the Urban League. Uh, we are taking new candidates always. I know that we just wrapped up one certification for MTA. We're looking to offer new ones, I think, in the next month or so. Uh, we are definitely recruiting for individuals that's interested. Uh, basic requirements is you do have to be over the age of 18 and have a strong interest in working in IT. Uh, there are some other requirements that's tagged along to it, but you'll find out about those once you come in. And then we have our Community Trades and Apprenticeship Program, better known as CTAP. We are actually ramping that program up and starting it. Uh, we started on Monday, but we still have a few slots. And this program is for anyone who is interested in uh, getting OSHA certification, anyone who's interested in truck driving. Uh, if you are in construction and want to add a few other things under your belt, credential-wise, this is for you. You can come in, ask to speak to the program manager for CTAP. They can get you started on the next step. So for the Urban League and everything that we have going on, you can give us a call at 773-624-8800 to RSVP for the job fair or the workshops. Or to get more information on the job fair, you can send an email to WFDEvents, that's events with an S, at the Chicago Urban League.org. 
So we have some awesome job opportunities for individuals that are looking. Uh, front office staffing is looking to fill a construction project administrator role for their major commercial real estate company. Uh, it's one of their larger clients. The salary for this position is pretty lucrative. It's 50 to 55K a year. And this person is responsible for working directly with the accounting department and performing administrative assignments, uh, some cost accounting, as well as collecting and organizing vendor payments as well as contracts would be involved in this role. If you're interested for immediate consideration, you should contact Joanne Blakey. Her phone number is 312-364-0045, or you can shoot her an email at jblakey, B-L-A-K-E-Y, at foschicago.com. Anchor Staffing is looking for several warehouse clerks. These positions will be on the south side, north side, and in Roseville, Illinois. Major duties will include lifting and loading storage boxes, bins and totes, and operating pellet jacks. The higher candidates for this role will become certified forklift operators, uh, so training will happen on the job at no expense to the employee. If you're interested for immediate consideration, you want to contact Bonita Martin at 773-881-0530, or you can shoot Bonita an email at bmartin at anchorstaffing.com. Haymarket is looking to fill a uh, registered nurse supervisor position, very good position uh, for someone who, one, has the background and the credentialing, and two, uh, has a desire to work with individuals that are recovering from mental illness and or substance abuse. Uh, this position will monitor the health of patients, review and monitor medications, and provide health screening and education to Haymarket uh, clients. Uh, this person, if they're interested, does need to have a master's degree um, in psychiatric nursing, and you can apply at hcenter.org forward slash careers. Grand Lux Cafe will be having a hiring event just Thursday, June 7th. Uh, it will be two different times of day, so they're going to have one from 8 a.m. until 10 a.m. and 3 p.m. until 5 p.m. at 600 North Michigan Avenue. Uh, they are looking to fill several positions, so you can apply online at grandluxcareers.com, or you can go to the event, but applying online is highly recommended. PLS is hiring as well. They're looking for customer service reps as well as managers across Chicago in several different locations. Every single Wednesday, there is an opportunity to go and interview for this position. That's a pretty uh, interesting situation because rarely can you go to a business and apply every Wednesday. There's an opportunity for you to meet with an employer. From 1 p.m. until 6 p.m., you can attend an open hiring event. That's every Wednesday from 1 p.m. to 6 p.m. Their location is 4400 West Armitage, and you must take your resume. Definitely must want to take your resume. And so with all those opportunities, again, there are phone numbers and email addresses attached to all of them. If you have any questions, you can call us at the Urban League, or Tariq, I'm going to send the information over to you for any listeners that may reach out to you directly. Okay. That is great, as always. Um, you know, I've, I've got to give a really quick story. Uh, yes. my, my father was a, a journeyman iron worker, local one, for over 30 years. Mm-hmm. And he entered, and I've been a journeyman uh, local one iron worker for the past 10 years. And mm-hmm. he entered, he entered the trade because of a class uh, and a program that he took 
at the Chicago Urban League. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yes. See, I love that. We've been here 101, almost 102 years, and I love the fact that we have made those kinds of impacts decades before, and I'm really, really hoping and praying that we are continuing to do that. That is amazing. Yes, so please uh, keep up that, that, uh, that great work, and I feel really... Um I feel really privileged to to be able to continue this, you know, this kind this kind of a connection, and and hopefully folks are going to take advantage and and they'll have the same type of uh, experience where they can look back and say, you know what, I started off on this this new career, this new chapter in my life, uh, and it all started by going to an event with the Chicago Urban League. Yes, absolutely, I love it, and I love the stories. That's what keeps the legacy alive. Uh, storytelling is very, very important in the work that we do because if we don't share, people won't know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, as always, we appreciate you taking the time to uh, share this great information with those in the Chicagoland uh, area. And um, and we're going to do it again next week. God willing. (laughs) Absolutely. We'll be here. (laughs) All right. So have a great week and uh, we'll talk to you then, Kim. You too, Terry. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, Radio Slam family, as I've told you before, you may be looking, but you may not be. But I'm sure you probably know someone who is. So make sure you are sharing this uh, report with them. If you have questions, uh, as you heard Kimberly say, she will be sending that information over to us. So feel free to uh, hit us on social media or send an email to producer at radioislam.com. Um, and we'll share that info with you. So, um I pray your your search uh, goes well. All right, that's it for this week's report. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to Radio Islam. This is your host, Tariq Alameen, and we are broadcasting on WCEV 1450 AM, streaming live at WCEV1450.com. Well, what else can I tell you? I guess I'll tell you that you can keep up with us by following, liking our pages on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, at Radio Islam USA. And that's the same username you're going to use to find us wherever you get your podcast. Okay, that's all I have to tell you. All right, show's over. No, no, it's not. No, it's not. Look, Radio Slime family, we are coming into the last... We're, we're in it now. We're in the last uh, 10 days, 10 nights of this beautiful month of uh, Ramadan. And there's a... I don't know. There's there's separation and anxiety that some of us might have, right? Because you're just getting into the month. You know, you're just getting into it. And you don't want to see it leave. Right now... There are some who do want to see it leave, right? But uh, for those who really appreciate what this month has been, I want to get the most out of it. It's only proper that we take this moment to uh, to share some tips on how to make the most out of these these remaining days and nights. 
And this is actually something that you can go to and see for yourself. You go to soundvision.com, and there is an article written by uh, Sister uh, Samana Sadiqi. And the article, it is all about how to, uh, how to approach these last 10 days. So we're going to share... We're going to share some of those tips with you uh, as we close out tonight's show. So first thing is to take Fridays off, right? So we have a limited amount of Fridays tomorrow. Next, well, next Friday is really not too much, uh, really an option. But tomorrow, right? So take Friday off. If, if it's possible for you, uh, and we know that uh, we are thick in the summer, right? We're, we're getting into a summer vacation. Many of our children are off and out of school, uh, and this might, you know, just the timing of it, it could, it could uh, be challenging, right? But still, we want to see if we can get these last two Fridays off uh, during this month. Uh, and this actually might be a slow time in the office uh, for those of you uh, who are in offices or uh, if your work schedule, it kind of mirrors the school schedule. Uh, but take Fridays off. So if you can do that, that's one of the tips. Next thing. Readjust your work schedule. See if you can get, see if you can come in earlier and leave earlier or arrive later and leave later. That can free up your night and early morning for Tahajud or Qiyamul uh, Layl. Uh, also try the night prayer. Uh, also try to reduce your workload by only focusing on the urgent and immediate projects. Now, once again, this is going to be a judgment call, right? This is not going to apply to everyone. But for those that it does apply to, right? Take this to heat. Uh, take these um, uh, suggestions to heart. So uh, if you have something that's, uh, that the deadline is, is more flexible uh, or a later deadline that you can work with uh, after Ramadan, then exercise that option, right? This is a time where, uh, as uh, Sister Samana says, procrastination may actually pay off. It's kind of funny. Procrastination may act, it doesn't really it normally doesn't pay, but it may pay in this uh, in this instance. And number three, now this is definitely not going to be for everyone, but for those who are able to do so, work from home. If you have a job that allows you to do this from time to time, take advantage. Uh, in Ramadan's last ten days and nights, this will save you the commute time uh, as well as precious minutes we spend getting ready to go to work. Working from home also allows you to rest more sufficiently during breaks. Now, I have to mention um, uh, Imam Omar Karim of the uh, Ifrim Baha Cultural Center. Uh, he was giving a talk, and uh, it was just about the, f- the fatigue, right, the, how the body wears down, you know, as we look to exert our control over it. And he said, you know, yeah, the fatigue is natural. He says, but what we should really be trying to do is not get sleep, but get rest. So sleep, you know, if you're thinking about sleep, you're thinking about trying to get six, eight, ten hours. I don't know what your schedule is. You know, if I can get six, then six hours is is a great night for me outside of Ramadan. It doesn't happen during Ramadan. Uh, But six is a great, great, great number for me. He says, don't try to get sleep, get rest, which is you get enough where you can function safely. If you got to drive, you get enough where you're not going to be swerving and uh, you're not a danger to yourself or anyone else. So this suggestion, this number three, working from home is one that would allow you to take back a few of those precious minutes, not a few, maybe maybe a lot, um, and maybe get a little bit more rest. 
Number four, before the last 10 days begin, finish, finish any errands you have to complete. So shopping for Eid gifts, clothes, and groceries should be completed before the first of the last 10 nights. Uh, time in stores. This takes time away from worship and spiritual focus. So try to buy and freeze what you can so it lasts longer. Finish off that gift list. Hold off on any non-urgent purchases until after Ramadan. Also, if you need your car washed, cleaned, or serviced, for Eid, do it now. A few days is not going to make much of a difference. And the same can be true for the house. If you've completed housekeeping duties once a week, if that's your normal schedule, try to deep clean this week so you can avoid cleaning during Ramadan's last 10. Uh, if you can afford it, consider hiring someone to take care of this for you, and it frees up some time. And I must testify, uh, a cleaning service, uh, these are awesome. Uh, we've used them occasionally, and, yeah, it's just a, it's a load off. Uh, I'm, I wish we'd have done it this month. We didn't really do it this month. Uh, we done our own cleaning. Um, oh, five, limit outside activities during the last 10 days. Um, so while those of us with kids, with children, are often shuttling them to and from uh, activities, classes, and other places during the summer, try to limit outside excursions as much as possible. This is a drain on energy, uh, which is put to much better use in the remembrance and worship of Allah during these last 10 days and nights of Ramadan. So really at what you're hearing, there's a constant theme of, of, of really just amping up that remembrance, that activity, and being much more uh, focused on that, on that worship, right? We want to we cross the finish line uh, in high gear. Uh, this might be a point for some folks who feel like they're dragging across the finish line. We don't want to do that. We want to keep that in, the energy and that enthusiasm that we had at the beginning of this month. We want to finish it in the same fashion. Matter of fact, even more enthusiastic. So uh, you can read all 10 of uh, Sister Samana's um, tips uh, and suggestions on uh, SoundVision's website, soundvision.com. Are we org? Are we dot com? Soundvision.com. Um, you can read them for yourself, and I hope that uh, they're a benefit to you. And we thank Sister uh, Samana for, for sharing those items with us. All right, uh, good people, we have come to the close of another edition of Radio Slam. We thank you for tuning in. We thank our guest, uh, our in studio guest earlier, uh, Sister Asiya Fatima, for joining us as well. And we look forward to, well, to the next time. So we want to go ahead and thank our engineers over at WCEV. Thank you very much. We thank our engineer in studio, the impressive one, uh, producer as well, Ibrahim Baig. Um, I'm your host, Tariq el Our executive producer is Abdul Malik Mujahid. We remind you that the views expressed by the host and our guests are theirs and not to be taken as a representation of the Sound Vision Foundation. That being said, good people, now we're going to leave you as we greeted you. Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you. Thank you.